0: They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zeppound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: October 13, 2020. Yes bra or no bra? Eating people. Training dolphins to kill. And how Amazon manipulated space and time. Awesome Today is a mostly daily show about stuff that might be awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it, and have an awesome today. Would you?
0: Hi. Good day. Welcome back.
2: Ish. Kind of, yeah.
0: You're not all the way back.
2: I'm not all here. No. i brought everything i got. Though.
0: Yes, yeah.
2: The man cold is real. I don't care who wants to poo-poo that. It's severe. I'm it, telling you.
0: This one has been a particularly bad round. Yeah. For you, our oldest man, and for Nico, our youngest man.
2: Yeah. Yep. But you're here. I am here. And
0: we're back to awesoming today. We are,
2: at least for today. Let's hope that it doesn't take so much out of me that I'm unable to awesome again the next day.
0: I hope not. I've missed this.
2: Yes, I know. We
0: got totally out of our rhythm and routine, so... Not to
2: mention, when the camera's not rolling, I'm a real jerk. (laughs) You were looking forward to the better version, right? No comment. Yeah, thank you.
0: <laughs> teasing you,
2: of course. Today is October 13th. It is. And that's a notable day because it is National No Bra Day. National
0: No Bra Day.
2: This was initially observed in 2011, not in October. It was moved to October because, as you may or may not know, October is National Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and mm-hmm. that is what... National No Bra Day is all about this version of it. Okay. There's been times in the past where it stood for different things, and I think there's still a lot of confusion around it because it hasn't been endorsed by medical societies or anything else and made a, mm. a proper holiday.
0: I mean, that's understandable. I don't know that I want a proper holiday of no bra.
2: I feel like there's a lot of ways to be aware, to show solidarity that don't require you being uncomfortable. And if the lack yes. of a bra makes you uncomfortable, I I don't know that you're accomplishing much. Exactly. Good point. I'm also a little bit, now as I sit and think about it, I am I'm find it difficult to find any equivalency that a man could offer.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's there are, true
2: plenty, not that there aren't plenty of women that go brawless yeah. on a regular basis, but there's plenty of men that either wear no underwear or wear boxers, which is more or less no underwear. Right. Um, not to mention the fact that it'd take a very special kind of clothing for anyone to recognize underwearlessness from a man. Yep. To join in celebration or recognition of anything.
0: We'll just let y'all's imaginations run wild with that.
2: I guess you could. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you could. The old Magnum PI shorts. Uh-huh. Maybe that's one of those outfits. Yep. Where
0: yes, that's right.
2: little peekaboo action, something. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Of course, speaking of peekaboo, there are the peekaboo jeans. The
2: peekaboo Wranglers.
0: From uh, the little feral sketch on yeah. Saturday Night Live. Yep. Okay. Well, should we plow ahead here? Please do. Okay. Well, in 1917, this is a a, a moment in time that many um, Catholics around the world will recognize because on this in this time frame, 1917, an estimated seventy thousand people have gathered to see the prophesied miracle of the sun. These are solar visions by the Virgin Mary in Fatima, Portugal. So beginning in 1916, three
2: children, three
0: Portuguese children.
2: They were sheep, sheep herders as well, if that makes a difference,
0: right? They reported being visited by angels and then by the blessed mother herself. Each visit included an encouragement to pray and specifically to pray the rosary. Mm -hmm. Now, for her last visit on October 13th, she promised a miracle. So reports of this miracle do vary, but most agree that after a period of rain, the dark clouds broke and the sun appeared as an opaque spinning disc in the sky and the sun itself was significantly duller than normal and it cast multicolored lights it then careened towards earth before zigzagging back to its normal position people's clothes clothing that they were wearing which had been wet from the rain was suddenly and completely dry and the previously wet and muddy ground also completely dry now in the years that followed sister lucia one of the three children wrote memoirs and in them were three secrets of fatima and if you want to know what those are you'll have to do your own searching i'm afraid to tell you or right i'm on. excited to tell you yeah
2: there are several different uh visitations or apparitions of the blessed mother yes. and that's where we get many of the names for yes. those who aren't catholic and are unaware of this our lady of guadalupe was mm-hmm. one that happened in mexico mm-hmm. uh, near mexico city yes um, there is Our Lady of Fatima. There's Our Lady of Lords. And Lords there's there's mm-hmm. several. Yeah, always, uh, always with a message, not just showing up for giggles and good times. Just a message and encouragement to pray, to right. repent, to yes, good good hopes and and things.
0: And additionally, just like when it comes to the miracles that are credited to uh, the intercession of saints. Um, the church takes the investigation of these apparitions seriously. Mm -hmm. And so there's an investigation around it. So you'll sometimes hear people talk about a church approved Marian apparition. And that means an investigation has been done around it. Yes. The church um, hierarchy has declared, okay, yes, this really happened. Some people may privately say the Virgin Mary came to me in a dream or, you know, she appeared to me in my living room and that could be a thing that they experienced, but mm-hmm. the church would have to weigh in on whether or not it was an approved apparition.
2: Right. And and this has to do with understanding there, there's a, there's a break in church history where public revelation ends and private revelation begins. Yes. And private revelation is not always something that's welcomed in. Part of that is just simply getting past the false reports of things. Uh, But the church as a whole, and we'll touch on this with another topic today, even still, uh, you mentioned just so laboriously and painstakingly and patiently researches and looks into things. um, And thankfully so. And that may seem weird to some people, uh, like, well, who are they to Mm. have the say? Well, Within Catholicism, we recognize the Pope and the Magisterium as the authoritative body of the Church, and so right. they are—they have the power to do that because we've said, "Yes, you have the power to do that," mm-hmm. and we agree by becoming Catholic ultimately. Exactly. Yes, yeah, that was uh, power handed to them directly on loan from Jesus Christ before he. Before he uh, I'm, uh, ascended. Yes, I'm losing my words. It was a lot of talking. Yeah, my oxygen it? intake is low. That's I blacked out right. a minute and I think I've wet myself. So <laughs>
0: At least that's below camera. Yes. Okay. Well, in 1958, a much beloved children's book written by Michael Bond and illustrated by Peggy Fortnum, the first of the Paddington Bear books was published.
2: Did you read it?
0: I believe I have read it, and also I had a stuffed yeah. animal Paddington beer.
2: Now, those came out. I didn't write this down. I did see it. I believe those came out, gosh, was it the 70s maybe? That makes sense. Yes. I remember those. I remember being no small degree of ticked off that I couldn't fit his boots on my feet.
0: Uh, that Yes, that also makes sense. The 70s and 80s were when there was a tremendous uptick in merchandising. Yes. Of toys to go along with books, then later video games, movies, oh. cartoons, all of, all, of all of it. Yes,
2: the GI Joe doll, which was probably honestly a little bit older than that, but I can remember the oh, yeah, the big like I'm making a hand signal for those of you that are listening and not watching. Like, yeah, it had to have been a 12 inch doll, uh, came in a little foot locker, military mm-hmm. foot locker. Yeah, yes, well, my parents never got me one, that's when I knew I wasn't loved. <laughs> Thankfully, the ninjas <laughs> kidnapped me shortly thereafter and saved me the public humiliation of not having that toy.
0: All right. Good.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, 1967, the <laughs> Seattle Supersonics play their debut game. And for most people, that's a who's that and who cares? Right, It's important-ish to us.
0: Mm -hmm. This
2: is the team that in 2008 became the Oklahoma City Thunder.
0: Go Thunder.
2: Who is the only, I think the only true pro, like major pro team we have. We've got some minor league stuff bouncing around.
0: It's our one big dog, real deal NBA team. Yep,
2: and they've been good historically, so that helps.
0: They're much beloved here, that's for sure.
2: Now, 1972, there is a plane crash in the Andes Mountains. It isn't located for about two months, and 16 of the original 45 passengers did survive the ordeal, though it required the eating of the flesh of their dead companions. Mm -hmm. We've probably all heard of this, may or may not have seen movies around it. Right. All of that. Would you do it?
0: You know, it's easy for me to sit here in our comfy, cozy dining room and say, oh my gosh, no, I can't imagine that I ever could. But I also cannot imagine being in extreme hunger right? and knowing that it was either eat human flesh or die. I think that uh, at a certain point, survival instinct kicks in and you find a way to do what you have to do.
2: Right. I don't... I can't sit and justify and think, yeah, I would, but I also have very vivid memories of standing in front of our pantry being on a hangry binge feed and just eating everything in the cabinet, and I hadn't gone more than six hours without a meal at that time, Right. and I could have easily gotten in the car and gotten other food and all of that, (laughs) but no, I just sat there and ate dry ramen and ridiculous things.
0: I thought you were going to... I didn't think you were going to say you actually ate human flesh, but I thought you were going to say thinking I was hungry enough to gnaw somebody's (laughs) heart.
2: Possibly. Possibly. I don't know. I don't know. I I think a lot of it probably, too, would have to be what's the outlook of hope?
0: Mm, mm -hmm. Is there
2: an expectation of survival, or is it like we're all just going to eat each other until there's no one left to eat and then die?
0: Yeah, now that is a very valid point. I think that would make a big... um, difference in what, what you decided to
2: do. You'd, you would have thought that if if they really expected to be saved, that, you know, or whatever, get out of the mess that they were in one way or another, that they would have made some kind of a pact before the first bite of flesh was taken. Like, we don't tell anybody about this. Yeah. <laughs> that, to me, is far more severe than anything that ever happened in Vegas, yet people managed to keep tight-lipped about that.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. Hey, Well, moving on to something slightly more awesome. In 1983, Ameritech Mobile Communica- Communications provides the first mobile phone service for public use in the U.S., and it was very first available in the city of Chicago. Now, is life better because of this?
2: That's a good question. I often find my life better when I've left my phone somewhere else. <laughs> yes, and Absolutely.
0: That's so funny that it was in 1983, because it wasn't long after that that you first start getting the portrayals of people having cell phones in pop culture, yeah. like in movies, yeah. and it's always the extremely rich people. With it the usually, brick phone. I was going to say, it was usually the brick phone, usually started with car phones, I feel like. Was yeah. like That yeah, was yeah. the first adaptation, is that you had some kind of phone in your car.
2: Yes. And all of the probably rooted in more truth and honesty harassing jokes about people that had the phones
0: right yes yep okay
2: you're up all right well in 1987 Mm -hmm. we have the first at least admitted military use of trained dolphins by the u.s navy in the persian gulf
1: in
0: 87 trained dolphins in the persian gulf okay now
2: Military dolphin research goes back at least to 1960. Okay. They were originally studied, the dolphins, in hopes of somehow applying their biomechanics to create a faster torpedo. Okay. Next, scientists looked at their biological sonar, Mm
0: -hmm. which
2: far exceeded, and I think even today at least of what we're aware of right. that exists, still is superior to what we've made. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows whatever was actually found out about those things that they studied, what was implemented, what what is out there. Sure. Uh, but in the process of all that, they also figured out both how smart dolphins are and how incredibly trainable okay. they are. Uh, and they were subsequently able to use dolphins to alert people, uh, alert their handlers, ultimately, to uh, human swimmers in an area, to underwater mines where they would ID one, come back to the handler, get a marker, go drop it by the mine. Oh
0: my gosh.
2: And uh, I believe this is part of how they were used in the Gulf, was to clear a mine, a minefield so that a, a tanker could get out. Wow. Now, there's a persistent rumor that resurfaces seemingly Every five to ten years, some report of how dolphins were trained to kill.
0: To kill. Licensed to kill dolphins. That's
2: right. There's a, a memoir written by a former Navy SEAL that claims that dolphins were outfitted with a device on their head that contained a, a compressed gas needle. And that once the dolphin tracked down the, the swimmer that wasn't supposed to be in the area, it would kind of headbutt the, the human poking it with the needle which injected air Uh into the human which creates an embolism and of course then the person would die
1: oh my gosh Um,
2: undoubtedly you know the navy with resounding loud shouts denies ever having trained mammals to harm humans yeah which is come on Mm -hmm. we've done so many heinous things that we know about, much less the things we don't know about. Exactly. Um, and unsurprisingly, there's a lot of reports of other governments doing similar. You know, everybody's got to keep up with everybody, oh, right? Oh, of course, yes. Uh, some reports that different Russian programs over time had affixed a sort of spear or harpoon. Same same concept as the the needle, but a bigger device to find these swimmers that shouldn't be there and dispatch of them. Uh, others that reported b- having trained dolphins to grab humans and pull them to the surface where they could be oh, captured. That then sounds by, a little
0: terrifying. You know,
2: yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. So, aren't those dolphins cute? Better yeah. make sure you're not near a military base.
0: <laughs> I guess so. I love the idea that there was like a, an arms race, except instead of actual like nuclear weapons, oh, it is right? like what mammals can we train to kill
2: <laughs> You know, but there things. was there was something I feel like we've even talked about this in the past, something with pigeons maybe
0: mm-hmm. as
2: well that was done there. I think there's you know that whole era of time where
0: oh yeah, I know
2: where all of the wild you know testing, the men staring at goats and yep. all that stuff. yeah, uh, I think they they literally exhausted on, of course, the taxpayers dime, every imaginable, feasible, way to gain an advantage
0: listen anything and i mean underscore anything anybody tells me they suspect that our government slash military slash intelligence did from about i'm going to say 1940 onward yeah i'm like you know what i believe it i that that happened i've
2: I've got to think that for all of, of human history that one of the first things that we've done with any invention has been to weaponize it oh yeah that makes sense Hey, we created fire. Hey, we burned your house down. I have <laughs> a bow and arrow. Now we can shoot fire. Just
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
2: It's the first it's the first resort.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, now in 1988, the shroud of Turin, which is something that is revered by many as Christ's actual burial cloth, on this day in 1988 undergoes carbon dating. Unfortunately, the result of the carbon dating determines that it was actually a textile from the Middle Ages, meaning that the Shot of Turin must be a fake.
2: Well, they didn't. They didn't. But the way you said that.
1: Okay. The,
2: the textile part. I mean, it is a textile. Yeah. But that, that isn't well, It isn't. The, the style of the textile indicated the era that it came right, from. Right. It was the actual carbon dating. Yes. I just wanted to make sure that's. thank you for clarifying
0: you know a lot more about this than i do actually but there are those who believe it is authentic and argue that the test results from that carbon dating were due to a contaminant on the specific part that was tested so in other words they did a sort of spot test carbon dating yeah just
2: like if you were going to examine a piece of fine art or anything else you're going to go You're only going to tamper with something that doesn't damage the piece. You wouldn't go check a Van Gogh right in the middle of the (laughs) painting, right? Go off to the the ragged edge of something and work from there.
0: All right. Well, the Shroud of Turin was first mentioned in 1354. Then it was denounced by a local bishop in 1389. The Catholic Church officially neither endorses nor rejects the Shroud. Right. They will neither confirm nor deny. Right. Just like the CIA.
2: There's just not enough. Yeah. There's not enough evidence there to make a stance. Yeah. And I'll continue that thought later.
0: Okay. Well, over the years, different popes have made differing statements in regards to it. The church itself does leave the decision up to individuals and does permit devotions around it. So if believing is something that draws you into a deeper relationship with God, that's fine. The validity or lack thereof has no bearing on the validity of what Jesus taught.
2: Right. Right. So this is an instance... Again, there's not enough evidence there to irrefutably say, oh, yeah, this is, this is a legit thing. Uh-huh. Um,
1: when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness.
0: Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST.
2: And I think oftentimes the church looks at a situation. If there's enough evidence there, then they will say, yep, this is a thing. Yes. If there's not, then they look at one is there is it harmful right if it's there is there enough evidence to absolutely and unequivocally say no this is not a thing and if it's in a gray area is stating that you know it's most likely not or it isn't or something like is that going to damage people is that going to damage uh because there's a huge concern within the catholic uh position on things as as to Mm -hmm. loving people and Taking the best care of, of humans as possible, dignity right. and such. Yeah. So this is an instance, every every comment that I saw made by a pope who had gone to go see it, they were all very moved. They were all touched by it. Some of them you could tell probably believed it was mm-hmm. legit. Some of them less so, but still no less moved by this from the perspective of it being an icon, and an icon then being a thing that draws your mind towards holy thought.
0: Yep. We watched a documentary on this. We did. But when was this? Was this an RCIA or?
2: Yes, I think so. Okay. Yeah.
0: So I'm gonna do a little side good here in a minute, but there's a very good documentary on it that examines the evidence and there's, the devotion yeah. around it.
2: And there's a lot of freedom. I think there's a lot more freedom To how the church has presented this and say, hey, you want to believe it? Believe it. Right. There's so much more freedom as a person saying, I choose to believe this and I don't have to go defend it. I don't have to go all these other things. I choose to believe it because it brings greater strength to my devotion than,
0: yay, good. You know, that's actually kind of true about the Marian apparitions too. Now, when it comes to being a practicing Catholic, there are four dogmas that the church does ask that you join in belief about the Virgin Mary herself. Mm -hmm. And those are things that are um, either rooted in scripture, rooted in tradition. Mm -hmm. But then the things like the Marian apparitions, you can be a practicing loyal Catholic, faithful Catholic and just be like, you know, I just, I can't get there. I cannot make myself believe that these Marian apparitions happened or they didn't happen the way that people reported them, whatever. And right. that's okay too. Again, it's an area with a lot of freedom, mm-hmm. but it is like, for me, it's totally something that invigorates my faith. Yeah. And so I love reading about and exploring and um, meditating on those things, but if you were a person who is like, mm, I feel skeptical. It would be we could hold we could both hold those positions and yeah. and be totally fine.
1: Yep.
0: So, okay, well, bringing up to a much more uh, recent history in twenty ten, many of us probably remember this that in the country of Chile, thirty three miners were trapped underground, and then after sixty nine days, all thirty three rescued and survived
2: fascinating and if you are at all into some of the superstition which may or may not be superstition around numbers um 33 is a significant number as is six nine as is three by itself 69 together if you're into um tesla had the magic yes. the magic numbers of and i shouldn't it wasn't magic i can't remember what he called them divine numbers of three six and nine mm-hmm. and a whole plethora of math and fascinating things surrounding that so if you're into that kind of thing you might identify this and say well there was something divine at work yes
0: truly miraculous yeah. really
2: yeah. If nothing else, it's wonderful that 33 people survived. Yes. And, and no that it was all 33.
0: And no one had to eat anybody. That's
2: right. As far as we know. <laughs> well, trending today. Today is Amazon Prime Day, which will actually be two days long because Amazon now dictates time. Hmm, that feels right. That's Let's how see. big and cool they are.
0: Thank you, Jeff Bezos. Yes. You have warped time for us. Okay.
2: In any event, over 1 million items will be discounted, including intermittent lightning deals for Prime members. Every year there's a small group of hottest items. Of course, you don't know what those will be until you either are trying to buy it and it's sold out or right. after the math when they tally things up. Yeah. Uh, but suspected for this year are potentially a fire pit, the iRobot Roomba or Shark vacuums, the Instant Pot, and or smart home devices and electronics. And storing dogs.
0: That that dog does not care. She
2: doesn't. She has no cares about what's on sale. No. Uh, Many things will be discounted by 40% or more. So shop early, shop aggressively, and use the affiliate link for sorta awesome. We would
0: love it if you did. It's super simple to do it. All you need to do is type into your web browser, com slash Amazon. And when you type that into your web browser, it takes you right to the Amazon homepage. You don't even go to our website at all. You go straight to Amazon. And then any shopping that you do, they send us a few dollars and cents our way. Mostly cents.
2: Mostly cents. (laughs) We'll use them to buy... Vitamin C so that I can get well and avoid rickets. Yes. And potentially a pair of Magnum PI shorts so I can
1: <laughs> show my support for
2: cancer.
0: I'm concerned. <laughs> you know, Prime Day is usually in July. Mm-hmm. Um, they did shuffle it forward this year yes, to yes. accommodate those of us who globally were uh, in lockdown. and.
2: Let's be honest. Let's not assign so much goodwill uh-huh. to Amazon. They realized in the moment people are freaking out about money because yeah. they're in lockdown. Let's postpone this until yep. the purse strings are loosened up again.
0: It, that's exactly why they did it. It's weird, though, that it's so close to Black Friday now. It is. I'm just, if the, I, again, I feel like they have warped time and space, and I don't know what to do about it. Well, life.
2: if we wake up after this and it's December, then we'll know that, Bezos is all powerful. I don't know. Something.
0: We'll we'll know that a thing has happened. Yes.
2: Well, it's time, which is good because I'm running out of gas. Okay.
0: I can help you get through this because it is time
2: to... Watch, read, listen, lifestyle.
0: Yes. Okay. So first of all, I do want to mention that this very year, 2020, a movie called Fatima has been released. I was trying to look and see. Um I believe it's streaming on Amazon at okay. this point, but it does tell the story of the Marian Apparition at Fatima.
2: Probably so. will do a far more interesting and accurate job than we did. It's very, I'm not ashamed to admit that.
0: Very highly likely, yes. You okay. have something you've been watching.
2: I have been watching season six, which recently dropped, of the series The One Hundred. Mm. I, like so many shows that make it to season six, the earlier seasons were better. Yep. I'm watching this out of a weird sense of commitment at this point. It's mildly entertaining, but the earlier seasons were far more riveting.
0: Um, I feel like I remember you watching it in the past. I'm surprised that it's still going. Yeah. It is in its sixth season.
2: Yeah. Um, they've killed people. They've resurrected people.
0: Yeah.
2: To kill them again. The good people have turned bad. Bad people have turned good. There's not much left to do.
0: Well, I was just going to say, one of my favorite TV series of all time, Lost, mm-hmm. season six was the last season, and I mean by that time, of course, Lost had to survive the writer strike of the yeah. um, what was that early aughts, uh, and it had a lot of other issues. Couldn't keep a showrunner in place anyway. By the time we got to the sixth season, it was off the rails in the most glorious way. But really, that's a lot of television writing. That's a lot to keep together with your characters over time. So I can see how it might be. Indeed. A situation where it's like, okay, guys.
2: The premise of this show, for those of you who have not heard of this, and while I can't recommend season six, again, earlier seasons are pretty solid. The premise of it is that Earth has been made uninhabitable, and they've got to send a crew out to identify and colonize someplace new. Yes. Um, Not an uncommon theme that we see, Mm -hmm. which requires, you know, generations of survival through both awake as well as cyber sleep and different things to get this done. And then the season opens with us arriving at a planet that may work, and everything unfolds from there.
0: All right. Uh, one more watch. Like I said, there is a great documentary about The shot of Turin. I was looking for the title of it just now and couldn't find it. So maybe you'll do better yeah, at yeah. giving it a gook than I did. Okay. Reading. You just found for us on the Kindle a yeah. book that we're starting that we're going to read through together. It is The Revelations of Divine Love by Julian of Norwich.
2: Or Norwich, Norwich. I think is at least how I've heard someone else pronounce it, but it's spelled like Norwich.
0: It it is probably Norwich now that I've said it and embarrassed myself by saying it wrong.
2: Look, if we all took turns getting embarrassed over things we (laughs) mispronounced, it'd be a sad, sad world.
0: But this was recommended to you by your spiritual director. Yeah.
2: So I I just finished, I can't even remember, it was a months, months, months Mm. long journey through... uh, Ignatian spirituality, fantastic, and probably something that I will repeat again. I just wanted to put some things in between yeah. um, my first and next go around on that. Mm -hmm. And as I was wrapping up last week, I guess, yeah, last Thursday, uh, that material with my spiritual director, he made reference to some statements, uh, some quotes out of this book, Revelations of Divine Love by Julian Norwich. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna summarize much today. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll I'll come with a better a better story behind what this is. Ultimately, she received visions,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, several, and then wrote about them and reflected upon those, contemplated those for the remainder of her life, continuing to write what was revealed to her about those things, and. It's a very very rich uh, material I think and again, I'll have to look and get some actual. there are there are modern day or recent at least uh, writers uh, that have quoted yes. her and that was kind of the resurgence of her popularity when people, saw the wisdom in what was said by these writers and then realized it was a quote and said, Oh, where'd that come from? And she got popular.
0: Gotcha. Yes. Good stuff. Yeah. Can't wait to really dig into that.
2: You and I will talk about it off camera. I have a few notes from what I read. Today.
0: Whoa. Look at you. You're advanced. I am. I'm
2: an advancing man. Yes,
0: you are. Okay. Listening wise, I have a recommendation for you all. It is the month of October. We are in the lead up to Halloween, though Halloween may be end up being a big bummer for everyone this year. It's still a spooky time of year, and so if you are in the mood for a little spooky listening, I have a podcast recommendation for you. This is a production from Ashley Flowers, her uh, podcast production company. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but. Ashley Flowers uh, is the creator of Crime Junkie, and then now she has a show called Supernatural. She's got a couple of other projects always going on, but this particular one is called Full Body Chills is the name of the podcast, and it is Ashley reading short, spooky fiction stories. And so these are written, some of them are written by her. Some are written by, I believe it's her husband. They've got a couple of other writers. Um, I found this over the weekend because season two of this just dropped at the beginning of the month. So it's trending on the charts right now. And I decided to check it out. I don't usually like fiction on audio. That's not like a full length book. Mm -hmm. But this is really well done. Um, It has just enough audio production in the background in terms of like sound effects and stuff to be interesting. But I feel like it doesn't go overboard into cheesy.
2: Right. Just kind of a soft nuance. Yes,
0: exactly. Now, sometimes there will be like a door knocking and it's like there will be a loud knocking on the door kind of spooks you a little bit. But um, it's really good. I like it in the sense that it's not all just like your conventional like horror, gory, gory kind of scary stories. Like these are the kind of stories you might like tell around the campfire or you might tell at slumber parties, a little bit more grown up than that. So the name of the podcast is Full Body Chills. I will say if you only just want to listen to one, there's a great stand, they're all standalone. There's a great one you could go check out that is very spooky. It's season two, episode one. It's called Us. That's the title of the episode very modern take on a spooky story if you listen to it you have to let me know I think they did a great job on that one cool
2: you should reach out and see if she'd like to be a guest on your main show
0: all right can do that
2: we've enjoyed her stuff as I'm Definitely. sure many of, of the awesomes have it'd mm-hmm. be a fun conversation mm-hmm. yes for sure okay. life style it's two words. What do we have for lifestyle?
0: I have three things for lifestyle today.
2: Are you prepared to this? I am prepared. Now I'm prepared. I had to shift in my seat so I'm ready to spring into action.
0: Okay. Now I'm going to talk about clothes first. Um, I had ordered from Everlane, well-known company, uh, men and women's clothes. I had ordered a pair of jeans from them. Uh, this was a really popular style. I got a ton of ads in my social media feed trying to convince me that I would love these jeans. I fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker ordered them. They arrived. I was a little disappointed to discover these are not the jeans for me.
2: (laughs) They are not the jeans or the droids that you've been looking for.
0: That is absolutely correct on both accounts. I do think though that they helped. These jeans helped me to unlock something that I suspected to be true about myself and you can confirm or deny it. Okay. I think when I look at my body proportions, I think that I have a short, I'm like short waisted short torso. Okay. I have a shorter torso and these are high waisted jeans. And so when I put them on and pulled them all the way up, to where they were meant to go they were like practically under my bra okay and it just looked real dumb on me and so i was like i'm not keeping these no thanks
2: i've got to say of the high-waisted jeans i don't know that i've seen anyone yeah i'm sure there's someone out there but i don't know that i've seen anyone that i thought oh now that's a sharp look
0: right yeah
2: it's always been like uh, okay
0: Yeah, I have. I have to admit, I have to confess, I have some inward repulsion towards it because it's just so of an era that I thought we had left behind in our lives. Right? But it's so trendy; it's everywhere. If you're shopping in, you know, like I said, popular stores right now, it's really hard to find anything that's not high waisted.
2: Our daughters, well, at least one of our daughters loves them, and I think she looks horrible in them too. I would never tell her that, and she doesn't listen to our podcast, so we're safe.
0: So anyway, I was disappointed with that, but I was thankful to have that affirmation of Mm -hmm. just like, you know what? No, that trend is not for me. This cut of Jean is not for me. I understand my body a little better now. So they're going back and I will continue to search for those droids and jeans. Yes. Um, I also did get in from J Crew a quilted field jacket that we, back when we had ordered when they were having their big coat sale. Now that fit perfectly. I love yes. it.
2: It looks incredible on you. Thank you. It looks like you.
0: Thank you. I love the style. I love the cut. I love the weight of the material.
2: I love everything mm-hmm. about it. So A field jacket is another one of these iconic styles, mm-hmm. much history behind it. And I don't know, I can't say absolutely if a quilted field jacket is as old of a thing, but I know that's a very popular thing as of this year, Mm. Uh, whether or not that's been a thing in the past, that getting one in a a quilted, yeah. Yeah. It's not quilted like a puffer. It's a different, like, I'm making weird motions with my hand for what quilting looks like. Yeah. there.
0: It's the, like... The weight of the material and the way that the quilting is done—it is does not feel thick and puffy. Right. It feels very streamlined and um, sleek. So I love the silhouette of it and everything. So that got a huge thumbs up for me. All right. The third thing that I'm absolutely thrilled about is that today was Nico's first day of day school, childcare, daycare, whatever name you want to call it. Nico went to school today. And it was delightful for everybody. Yeah. So I just happened to discover on my way home from taking Nico for his first haircut, which was now what week before last, I Mm -hmm. guess, that in um, the same building as one of our sort of former elementary campuses in our city, and this is just literally five minutes from our house that a child care center had opened up and that they were enrolling kids right then. So I hurried, I made some calls, I reached out and long story short, we got Nico enrolled. The school actually opened last week with students. So, but I had to get him into the doctor and do some other things. Anyway, I am thrilled with it. The care I think is going to be amazing. There's like I think there's maybe right now, because they're still enrolling kids, and they just opened. But right now, I think in the baby and toddler room that he's in, I think there's six kids, and there were three teachers in
2: there. Wow.
0: Um, They have toys galore. In fact, when I dropped him off this morning and turned to say bye, he looked a little confused. Like, "Hmm, this is odd, but he was so busy already playing that he was not even upset. The director sent me a picture of him playing in the morning. And then when I went to pick him up, I did only do half days and we're going to do half days this week. But, uh, the teachers were like, he wasn't upset. He was so sweet. He just played the whole time. And so I think this is going to be an incredible incredible new chapter for our family we've never done daycare for any right. of our children before i've had to do a lot of inward work some interior uh self-counsel to get to this point of being excited but i think it is going to be great for him and um i'm just absolutely thrilled
2: yeah and it's a uh, would you montessori yes. style
0: mm-hmm. montessori inspired
2: so it's It's not like just dumping the kid out in the public park and tethering him to the ground or something. Yes. Some actual... Yes. Just like hopefully, you know, you would do at home that the kid's going to be learning a little bit of something.
0: Gosh, he's going to be learning so much more than he would here. Absolutely. And so this frees up my time to work for sort of awesome media stuff as well as the fact that I am homeschooling our Mm seven-year-olds and they need... uh, (laughs) oversight and they're learning for sure. So I just, I think this is going to be great for everybody. Nico is so smart. I know everybody thinks their kids are smart, but Nico is so smart and so precocious and is absolutely at that age where he just wants to get into things and play with things. And so
2: I think this is going to be a great way to direct him. Awesome. Awesome. Very awesome. Well, I believe that exhausts both our material and me. I'm going to go lay down and wait to be spoon-fed dinner. (laughs) In the meantime, may all of you have an awesome today. Would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
1: With the realization that the quality of a show often decreases as seasons progress, we intend on perpetually keeping Awesome Today in Season 1. That's called good producing. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and literally everywhere podcasts are found.
0: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands.